This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome everybody to just another Monday on the OBR. Michael Keefe here, joined by Andrew Spade. Andrew, I heard that beautiful sound. Hold on, let me see if I can replicate. Yep, there you go. There we go. I heard that sound. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, are we pour- what are we pouring over there, Andrew? Uh, boy, I wish I had better news for you, Mike, but it is a sparkling water. Yeah, you it's are, a lemon sparkling you are, water. You are the picture of health. <laughs> I, I, I drank a lot this weekend. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie about it. Uh, so uh, we're going we're gonna to sparkle ourselves a little bit early in the week, and uh, I, I think I've got some plans on Wednesday that are going to involve. So, yeah, it's, it's about moderation these days. I like that. I like that. I what also have? I have a beverage containing water. Perfect. Actually, one of the primary ingredients in this there we go. is a water. Uh-huh. Uh, Clouds Brewing from Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Called the oh, they, make a good, they make a good water. Just yeah, a German-American lager water is mm-hmm. what this is. So let me just hydrate real quick. Yeah, yeah. those Germans know water. <clears throat> oh, that is some mm. of the finest German glacier water mm-hmm. that yep. you are going to get mm. this side of the Mississippi. Uh, all right, Andrew, <laughs> we got some fun topics. We are going to continue uh, we're going to continue the format that we started last week here again. Yeah, uh, let's do it. We're not trying to steal ideas. Uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the topic, the format uh, that they do on Pardon the Interruption. So we're going to continue that format here uh, where we're just going to do several topics. Uh, and actually, I think now we have a clock uh, that should pop up here. I think Ian, yep. Ian's in the background. We love Ian. Appreciate him being in the background, but he'll get us up on that. Uh, but we're just going to go through some topics, but we don't want to get stuck on anything. First of all, we don't want you guys to get bored. Right. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, so we'll kind of hit through it really quick. Uh, and uh, and we should have a really, really good time. So thanks to everybody mm-hmm. for joining us. Make sure in the comments that you are active. Uh, yep. uh, like Chad underscore username, the first question in the comments. Can't we all just get along? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I came here to argue tonight. We're here. We are feeling feisty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is Andrew and I don't usually argue with each other, but we'll I do know. our best. Yeah. Well, uh, I, there was that one time I'll try and bring that, that spirit to tonight's if show. You if you could, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, get involved in the comments. Uh, and as you are doing that, please, please, please make sure you are subscribed, whether it's to the YouTube channel, whether it's to the Twitch channel, mm-hmm. and of course, to the website, the OBR's website, uh, the stuff that is planned. We had a meeting today that we probably could have met for about four hours. We, we held it to just over an hour, but just a ton of good stuff that is planned for uh, what is coming up, which is the season is mm-hmm. coming up. We are days away from the first preseason game, Andrew. That's right. Friday what? night uh, in Jacksonville. I'm excited. I like the preseason. So I, you know, I, I get excited about this time of year and um, I, I, I watched the, a fair amount of the hall of fame game to my discredit. Uh, yeah. No. So <laughs> respect level. I, yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll probably watch every second of the Browns preseason. I, I just, I like watching football. You know, it, it always, I always yeah. have, and I don't see it changing at this point. Hey, listen, I love it. Uh, like I said, in the comments, be like Manimal 1955. Just subscribe for seven yep. months in a row. We appreciate Thank you, you Manimal. Man. We love you, man. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch any of the Hall of Fame game, and, and I didn't really care. Like, I didn't feel like I was missing anything, so yep. it was fine. Yep. It was fine. Uh, but yeah, preseason Friday night, which means, and remember, you got three preseason games, then you got an off week. So we are literally a month away. We are one month away from mm-hmm. this thing getting going. Yep. Uh, and so there's a lot to talk about. We want to hit a lot of Browns topics. We want to hit some NFL topics, uh, but uh, we'll get to all of that here. Uh, and we're going to start right now in the big news of the week here. Uh, and we'll see if the timer comes up. I don't know if Ian's yeah. got it or if it's working or not. If it doesn't come up, we'll just watch. Well, I'll watch yep. for it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, the topic of the week, the, the conversation of the week. Thank God it's a new topic. Something we <laughs> haven't talked about in a while. Like uh, in all of our notes, we don't really have anything on quarterbacks. So if you got quarterback questions, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> no, listen, 
the exciting thing of the week is we get to talk about something other than quarterback. The not exciting thing of the week is the the discussion that it is. And I know it's it's close to a lot of people. It's something that a lot of people, a guy that a lot of people really love, Kareem Hunt, has requested a trade mm-hmm. from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, were you surprised to see this, Andrew? I was. I was because I, I the honest reason is because I don't I didn't think that he had enough leverage or standing with the team to do this. I, I didn't think that he had the, you know, the, what do you want to call it? The juice, you know, the pull uh, that he could walk in and say, yep, there it is. It's rolling. So I'm on the, I'm on the clock here, which is really, I'm, I'm jitter, more jittery than I expected. Get frankly. excited. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't think he had the, I didn't think he had the juice for it. And so to see him do it. And I thought also, I thought he was happy here. So, um, but I understand, you know, running back is a, it's a devalued position in the NFL and, these guys have got to get paid while they can. So while I was surprised, I do also understand it from his perspective. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll see. He was practicing with the team yesterday. Uh, and, you know, Kevin Stefanski had some pretty strong words about it. So uh, I guess we'll just see what happens. But you're, you're absolutely right, Mike. It's, it's fun to talk about something other than the quarterback to lead the show off. Oh, I don't know if our timer just stopped. Did our timer just stop? It's right. Technical Uh-oh. difficulties oh, with okay. the timer. It's okay. We're, I'm watching it. Uh, listen, I, I do want to, I do want to bring something up. I don't think this is a trade re- request, the way that OBJ or Baker Mayfield. Let's put Baker Mayfield. My God, yeah. I'm sorry to even say it. He requested a trade. Those guys requested trades because they wanted out. Right. For, there's a. I I really don't feel that here. I don't mm-hmm. feel that Kareem Hunt wants to get out of here. I think Kareem Hunt. I, I and and to be fair, I want to be fair to Kareem Hunt. I think there's a there's there's a pivotal moment coming in his career. Mm-hmm. This is not an old man. He has not been in the league for like 20 years. And at the workload that he's had, there's probably a lot of good football left in Kareem Hunt. And you're talking about a guy that was a, that has at times in his career been the best mm-hmm. running back in the yep. NFL. That's right. So I feel like this is a pivotal moment for Kareem. And I, and I, I feel like this is a moment where he's saying, listen, I don't know that even a substantial bump in contract in money mm-hmm. is what it's going to take. I feel yep. like uh, some kind of a bump in his money and he's going to go cool. I'm happy because I do think Kareem Hunt wants to be here. Right. I think he kind of liked, I think if you were a running back, Andrew, you'd have to love this situation in Cleveland, right? You are not getting thrown. There is no quote unquote workhorse back here. It right. is right. You are splitting carries and their careers should be feeling pretty good at this point. I just don't feel like he really wants to leave. I don't feel like this is like a, get me the hell out of here. Kind of a conversation. Yeah. I think it's more of a, yeah. I, I need a little bit more money because my career only lasts so long. Right. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a little bit more of a, uh, not, not but just a little bit more of a asking for attention or asking to be, to be, yeah, to, to give, get a little bit of love, uh, which totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's no question that he's still got tread on the tires, so to speak. He's definitely not getting uh, ridden into the ground, but uh, you know, I think running backs, one of those positions where they rely on short area bursts so much that I think, that diminishes even in your early thirties for the most part, you know, there's very few backs like Adrian Peterson that can just keep doing it. So while I agree with you that it, there's probably still tread on the tires, you know, they all kind of hit that same wall just in terms of age and uh, the same wall we all eventually hit. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think, he, I think he's probably feeling the pressure if he could put a little bit money in the bank this year, a little bit more money in the bank this year, and then, you know, roll into free agency next off season and, and cash out one more time, I, you know, that could, that would be really good for him. So I think that would be a, that would be a win-win. I feel like it's also, I, you know, I think there's a strategy part of this too, Andrew, of saying mm-hmm. just because I'm the hometown boy, just because I love to play here, it doesn't mean I'm just going to play here for whatever. So I feel like there's a part of him that needs to vocalize, right? Like, Hey, listen, I, I do want to make sure I am getting every bit of money that I can get fair value for my contract. So just because I'm here in Cleveland doesn't mean, you know, just because I love it here doesn't yep. mean that I'm just going to, you, you can just pay me what you want to pay me. Like I want my fair market. I, and, and I think that's fair. I know fans yep. don't like that, but I think it's fair. Oh, absolutely. I, I am. I have, you know, always, uh, you know, as long as I've been talking about the team, I fully support any of these guys, what they do, and the toll that it takes on them physically, they, de- they deserve every penny uh, and more, frankly, they're underpaid. Uh, so yeah. Uh, be a nuisance, uh, get in people's faces, you know, make yeah. news. Just like you would do at any regular job. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I also think, you know, you're seeing, I think a little bit more with some of the veterans this year, they're, they're not really in a hurry to get into camp either. And I'm fine with that too. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, frankly, I, I understand, you know, the coach's point in terms of, you don't want guys that are showing up that are healthy, that aren't practicing, but, uh, Kareem Hunt doesn't, does he need to practice that much? You know, oh, I mean, yeah. last year, did, did he, he may have had a few carries. I know Chubb didn't carry it in the preseason at all. So, you know, to me, it's, it's like all of this also, it's like, it's not, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. If Kareem Hunt gets a week off in the middle of August. for Right. Training camp. right. All right. New topic, same topic. Uh, before mm-hmm. we get to it, a couple shouts out. E. Gillen just subscribed for 12 months in a row. Shout out to you. KB216513 for two months in a row. Huge shout out there. Uh, Scotty Log Jobs. Eight months in a row. Shout out to all you guys. Uh, you. And uh, we got OG Philly doing some cheers out there. So mm-hmm. just just love you guys. Love you guys in the comments. Keep active. Uh, and we'll get to your questions, too. I do real quick. I want like a, this is a little mini. Uh, we had a question that I, I, I want to just get to you. It's a little mini new topic. If I can mm-hmm. find it. Uh, what are they? Just a real quick one here. Yeah. Like a 30 well, second answer. What do they get for a minute trade? I mean, that's part of the next topic. We can roll the timer on that one. Okay, that's fine. So, so the next topic yeah. is, in general, we're going to talk about what the team does without Kareem yeah. Hunt. So let's start with this. If yeah. they were to find a trade partner, yeah. what, what do you think they could expect? Uh, not much. Uh, you know, that, that's just the value of the running back position. Uh, I think that I've heard uh, a fifth rounder, fourth rounder, fifth rounder somewhere in there get bandied about. I think that's probably, you know, would be the most you could expect. Um, I, I don't, wouldn't expect that they would want to take any of the contract back. So... You know, you're, you're looking at a running back that's getting paid $6 million that, you know, I mean, so at this point, there's not many teams that need a starting running back because, you know, obviously their rosters are set. So, um, the, you know, the exception would be if there is a, a surprising injury on a contender, uh, the reference point there would be the Cam Akers Achilles last uh, yeah. July. Uh, that that ended up with them giving up, what, a second round pick, I think. Is that yeah. right? Um so, you know, you have that situation, but that's the, uh, that's the exception that proves the rule. Right. So I, I, not I do much. have, I, I got a question though, because sure. I think one area of this team, and I think we're going to talk a lot about it on the OBR coming up yeah. into the season. Let's say a team does suffer something like that. Let's yeah. say a team does suffer one of those running back injuries and it's mm-hmm. a team that's going to, you know, like Cam makers was a guy they were going to rely on there totally. in LA and you know, they, they got on without him, but yeah. Uh, is there, is there a way to, do you, could you see them bringing a player back in return for Kareem Hunt? Because I know that a lot of people are worried about this wide receiver room. I think that makes a ton of sense. If there's a team that has, you know, too many wideouts and not enough uh, running backs. I know that uh, Philly was at one point a name that was mentioned for Kareem Hunt Yeah. on one podcast I listened to, which makes a lot of sense. They also have a pretty deep wide receiver room. So, yeah, could you see somebody like, just off the top of my head, Quez Watkins coming back for Kareem Hunt, you know, where the money evens it out a little bit and then, you know, both teams benefit probably more than they would from having a fifth round pick. I mean, that's the issue here, right? Is that if, uh, for this year, for the Browns, Kareem Hunt is more valuable than a fifth round pick next year is going to be. So correct. You, you have to kind of weigh that out when you're looking at this. I mean, the other part of the question we wanted to get to here is, yeah, you know, what do they look like without Hunt? That part I'm not as worried about, but I will say that he has a very unique skill set in terms of uh, his ability to receive the ball out of the backfield, but then turn into a very aggressive runner. Uh, you know, he, he is so physical and, and so determined in short yardage situations. And, and even on those swing passes out of the backfield that I, you know, I don't, we have Jerome Ford, we have Dearness Johnson. I like those players, uh, and, and Demetric Felton, you know, to a certain extent as a running back, but there, there's not anybody on the team that is exactly who Kareem Hunt is. And I think, uh, I think that the, the team has gotten used to using him the way that he is best used. And so I th- he would be missed this year. I don't know that there is a one-to-one replacement for him on hey, the team. I, I got a question for you, though. Yeah. If, like, to be honest, because this goes through my, through my head all the time. Yeah. If you had to name me an NFL running back who Dearness Johnson is most like, who would you say? Dearness or Kareem? No, Dearness. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody, somebody, I think, once said, uh, like, a poor man's Alvin Kamara. I, I mean, he feels Kareemish to me. Yeah, he's a okay. he's a maybe not quite as violent of a runner because yeah. I don't think many guys are. Well, that's it. That's it. They're, they're, but I, but the threat, yeah. the threat of a receiver out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and you've seen it from Dearness Johnson over and over and over and over again. Yep. Dearness Johnson 
he, he, you kind of look at him as this third down back. What's he really going to bring? But every time right. you give him the ball, yep. he, he is explosive. He Absolutely. is hard to tackle. Yep. He is a violent runner, and he's mm-hmm. a good receiver out of the backfield. So I don't know that I'd say he's just like Kareem Hunt because I don't think many guys are. Right. But I think he's of the same mold. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think – and and obviously Nick Chubb is – we're not even talking about the best running back in the league, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I mean, they would be fine. I'm not saying that they would be bereft, but, but he has a specific niche in this offense, and I don't see his one-to-one replacement on the roster. Yeah, I think I think OG Philly's got it. I, he's got that exactly right. I think that's a that's a great scouting report uh, from somebody in in the Twitch chat. So, you Philly's know, been this, scout, he's just yeah, spent this is, day, this is high level scouting. stuff here. We we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, I, 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 I yeah I think you know if they can find a way to give him a little bit more money, make him happy, that's a win. If uh, an opportunity comes up where they get their socks blown off, I think he's gone. In it would be my preference to see Kareem Hunt still here because I think some people. I think the injuries are what really, to the smartest people that we have on the OBR that are really kind of standoffish about Kareem, I think they always bring up the injuries, and I think that's very fair. But, man, when he is healthy, yeah, you don't find people like him, and I would that's love right. to see him on this team, especially knowing what they are going to need out of their running game mm-hmm. this season. So that's going to yep. take us to the end of the clock for that one. And so then I've seen this. The next topic here is this, and I've seen this come up over Twitter. Yeah. And yes, it does make me want to pull my hair up, but I'm interested to hear if there's any other <laughs> dissenting opinions. So if you have a dissenting opinion, please go ahead and throw it in the comments. But mm. in the comments, or uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter, in the Twitterverse a little bit, there's been a concern that has been brought up. And the concern is with this front office and coaching staff, is there an issue with players requesting trades? Because it goes back to David Njoku requested mm-hmm. a trade. Mm-hmm. And then it was Odell Beckham wasn't happy and requested a trade. And then Baker Mayfield, obviously everything went down and he requested a trade. And now you've got Kareem Hunt requesting a trade. I don't want to sound stupid. This is not me. (laughs) This is not me. It's not me, but I want to know if we have dissenting opinions here. And maybe, maybe it is you and maybe we'll argue about it. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. But like, is there a setup going on here that I'm just too Browns colored glasses to see uh, as far as, is it hard for star players to catch on here or are we comparing apples to oranges? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, I, I, I think based on the way you asked that question, I know how you feel uh, about it. But I, I would say that, you know, the, the Browns have been a team the last two years that has, to a certain extent, even when, even, you know, the first season of Stefanski's, you know, they've underachieved at points uh, with their offense. Uh, and <laughs> it's comment from Philly. <laughs> yeah. 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 He looks yeah. like the undertaker yeah. over there. No, All right. Okay. I, I get it. Uh, I, I, what I would say is that because that the offense has at times underachieved and has been so loaded with talent that, 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 you know, we were giving Austin Hooper way too many targets last year. Right. I mean, so, so if David Njoku says, the best says, catch and fall guy in the league. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 uh, 
so that pisses off Najoku. That pisses off Beckham, right? It's like, okay, well, you know, but but that comes back to the quarterback. So, but I, my point is, there has been a lot of talent on this team. Then they have not kind of reached that full potential of uh, moving the distributing the ball efficiently to all of the different uh, targets, keeping everybody happy, and keeping drives alive so that they can create more touches for everybody. So when the offense sputters, you know, players that are star players in this league get upset. And I think that's totally fair. So I, I think there has been a problem. I don't think it's a problem inherent with the Browns or anything that the front office is doing. I think it's a problem that's born out of the fact that, especially last year, you had a quarterback that was trying to play point guard, but, you know, with a blindfold on, essentially. He wasn't getting the ball to the other players on the team, and that makes everybody unhappy. I, I certainly was unhappy about it. You didn't request a trade, though, that I'm aware well, of. Well, <laughs> you haven't seen my text messages from last fall. There were some, <laughs> there were some dark days there when, that, when they went into or had Pittsburgh at home and put up 10 points or whatever. I was I was on the phone with my agent. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, no, listen. And, and and another comment from from Larry over on YouTube. Each one's a separate case, and I think that's the best way because absolutely. I sure. think the David Njoku case and the uh, Kareem Hunt case are very similar. These are guys that are trying to figure out contracts and their future, mm-hmm. and so they both appeared to be guys that kind of wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. Njoku never seemed like a guy that wanted to leave. He's he's been an right. awesome. He he's always been cool. Likes Cleveland. Likes the Browns. Mm-hmm. Likes to play for Cleveland. But they weren't paying him the attention. They bring in Austin Hooper. Uh, they draft Harrison Bryant, and he's sitting there like, "Well, wait a minute. Like, am I going to get my shot, or do I have to go somewhere else to get my shot?" And so that's what he said. Kareem Hunt is like, "Okay, but like, I know I'm the Cleveland guy, but you're not going to take advantage of me. So we got to figure this out." And so that's what that was. I think Odell Beckham hated hated playing with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, he for hated sure. It. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh, Odell never wanted to be here. I think I think at the start, Odell was kind of cool with being here. Yeah. Because it was a it was a vibe. It was the, the Cleveland Browns were a vibe there for a minute until that first season he was here, and then they were not a vibe. They were the opposite of that. Uh uh but yeah Odell uh, he like he's he liked being in LA and New York and all that and that's cool. And then Baker was a totally different situation. They they decided to move on from him, and then he requested a trade. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm breaking up with you. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. I yeah. think they're all different. I I yeah. do not in no way, shape, or form, in no way, shape, or form, do you do I think this is a an issue with the front office. The this front office is paying good players. Yep, absolutely. They have paid Wyatt Teller. They have paid Nick Chubb. They have paid Denzel Ward. They have paid Miles Garrett. They have paid Deshaun Watson. Whenever that happened. They are paying good players, and the players appear to feel taken care of by this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you've just seen separate situations, and I think people are weirdly and unfairly grouping them all together, saying, well, look at all of this stuff yep. that has happened. This is bad. It's also worth saying just quickly that this is also the modern NFL. Uh, if, if guys know their value and, and uh, you know, if they're not going to play here, they want to play somewhere else. And so the easiest way to do that is to request a trade. And, and as you said with the Kareem Hunt situation, it doesn't mean that they hate the team and want to burn the building to the ground. It just means that, hey, if you don't want to use me, trade me. And it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. And and, and Superstar just got it. Yeah, that's, we've been there many a time. We've all requested trades, man. When they yep. did a parade, I was like, I'm, this might be the end of me. This might be, the 0-16 parade was almost the end of me. But yeah. it'll never be the end of me because, look at, look at. Yeah. I'm a Cleveland guy. You're just yeah. not gonna. You're not gonna get rid yep. of. Me. Yeah, you don't uh, move. All right. So I told you we weren't gonna talk a lot about quarterbacks. We are gonna talk a minute about quarterbacks. We're gonna talk a little bit about Five quarterbacks minutes. because we're sitting here waiting on what the hell is gonna happen with Deshaun Watson with the league. Uh, so Andrew, man, yeah, um, you got called out earlier with your assessment. Philly called you out on that. I think you've had really good assessments of like- the Deshaun Watson stuff. I think yeah. you're really good at putting it into words uh, articulately. So as we sit here now, we are just waiting on mm-hmm. not the NFL right. to make a decision, but it's right. definitely not the NFL. It's definitely somebody else that's not the NFL, but a third party <laughs> to make a decision on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So as it sits now, mm-hmm. and as you've had a little time to let this soak in, you've had the weekend to let it soak in, all of that, Andrew. Yep. What new when this news breaks and it literally could be any day because I don't think they're going to try to take as long as they did with the Sue Robinson thing and all that. Yeah. What what's your feeling as to what we are going to hear from the NFL? Well, I would say I think there's two sort of schools of thought that I've seen reported. You know, one is that 
Um, they'll add maybe a few games and and go after the financial side of things pretty aggressively. Um, so, but you know, potentially between like eight and twelve games, but then you know, ten to twenty million dollars in fines. Um, I, so I think there's that school of thought, and then there's the other school of thought, which is the NFL appealed to themselves. Why would they do that if, if they're not going to get exactly what they want? And they'll give them the indefinite year. You know, and I think the reasoning there would be mostly to protect themselves from uh, more news coming out, more uh, allegations surfacing. Uh, because I think, you know, the the Ray Rice is the, you know, the Ray Rice, Rice incident uh, and the way they handled that is the sort of the, the uh, keystone to all of this, right? Uh, they gave him a two-game suspension and then the video became public in the middle of the NFL season and it ruined the season, basically, you know, from a PR perspective. Um, so, so I think they're protecting themselves uh, by giving him uh, an indefinite year-long suspension because the, if something else comes out, they can say, well, he's already suspended till next year and we'll see where he's at next year. And, you know, it's a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. So I think both of those have merit. I could see it going either way. Uh, I do not... Uh, I, I think in, in the end, it, it the chances of there being a lawsuit and a lot of bad blood between the NFLPA and the owners uh, go up if they give them the indefinite year long. So I think right now I would lean towards it being, you know, probably like 12 games as much as they can do without it being a full season. But, as, you know, they're trying to thread that needle, I think. And so that's my expectation. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's the full the full boat. So. Um, I, I'm leaning towards the harsher end of things. I think that, you know, the sentiment that it might be just a little bit more time and a bunch more money. I, I don't see that that makes a ton of sense, but, um, yeah, I, I also think as, as to timing and to what happens, we truly don't know because we are in uncharted waters here. Yeah. And, and I think it is important to always point out because, because we, a lot of people are throwing these terms out, right? There's an indefinite suspension. That means you have no idea when this dude's coming back. Totally. You have no clue. Two years, yep. five years, ten years, does you have no idea. Right. When the league decides right. he comes back, that's when he comes back. You yep. have the indefinite one-year suspension saying you are not playing this year. No matter what happens, yep. you are not playing this year. You can apply for reinstatement at the end of the year. Yeah. That's what you were talking about here. Right. And then you've got everything less than that, right? Yep, exactly. So in Judge Sue Robinson's response, in her decision, mm-hmm. is there anything that you saw – that you think now plays into this that might be in Deshaun Watson's camp's favor? Not not at this stage, not with the appeals officer or whatever we're calling uh, Mr. Harvey. Um, Philly's on a roll tonight. I'm sorry I to cut you off. but no, I, I, I saw him laughed, yeah. He's, like he's, a miniature he's Buddha covered in hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great If he point. had seen me in person, though, he would know that I am not very miniature compared that's to true. Buddha. Yeah. He's, and he, he's, a, he's a better <laughs> golf player than you would think. <laughs> Fast hands. Uh, you know, so I, I mean, I don't, I, I think at this stage, no, there's nothing that from Sue Robinson's, because I think the whole point of this is that they're explicitly ignoring what she said. Um, so I don't think that her ruling is going to help them because they're, they're walking away from it as fast as they can right now. If it went to federal court, then I think you could see some help, um, some areas of that ruling that the NFLPA could appeal to and ask the judge to sympathize with. But at this stage, I don't think so. I think at this stage, it's really the NFL negotiating with themselves for exactly how harsh they want to be. And, um, you know, it's exactly what the NFLPA wanted to avoid by having this arbitrator appointed in the first place. And they just they didn't they didn't get enough in the CBA last time because, you know, to, to end up back here after all of that is is so silly. And, I, I you know, also, again, to the point of timing, everybody says it's expedited or whatever. But, you know, Judge Robinson took a month. So. I know that everybody yeah. feels like, you know, oh, it should be today or tomorrow or, you know, it could be this week. I, I'm not at all convinced that it's not going to drag out for another two weeks. Uh, real quick, in the comments, I do want to ask this for the last 20 seconds. Uh, Larry yeah. Bedouin in the comments said, as a fan, I would prefer the year. Yeah. We would still have him under contract for five years as opposed right. to eight or more games. Do you agree yep. or disagree? I mean, I understand the, the the point of that. I think if the Browns are good uh, and – um. Watson is good. He's going to stay, you know, uh, he's not going anywhere. Franchise quarterbacks usually do not leave. So I would prefer to see him get even five games of game action to finish the season. Uh, because if the, look, if the Browns are five and seven or even four and eight, they are not out of it. Uh, if, if he comes in and plays well, they get hot. I don't think you can, you can say, well, let's, let's punt on the entire season in August. Um, so if he's, if, if it's 12, 
I'm I'm still happy that we get to see a little bit of him later this year. All right, as we move on, <laughs> I love this question from Super Surge, so we're taking it. Uh, what's worse, talking QB suspensions or the 15 to 20 years of scheming how we would get the first number one <laughs> overall pick? What would you rather have? God, that's that is an incredible question because they are that's the same feeling, right? Believe land. It's the same Let's feeling go. of hopelessness where you know that there's not a good answer to that question. Either one of those questions, right? And it's yeah. it's it's crazy that the team is good and we have replicated the feeling of what it feels like in August to know that the season doesn't matter. That's that's yeah, that's such a good point, and it bums me out that I didn't think of it first. I love it. Yeah, nailed it. Th- well, one super surge, congrats, and yeah. well done to think of something before Andrew and all of his books back there. Uh, again, more shout outs. Wide Brown Land just subscribed for two months in a row. Shout out to you Thank and you. Javi forty two fifty nine for two months in a row as well. Shout out to you, Javi. Love that. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on. Yeah, Larry, I knew Larry was gonna like Believe Land. I don't know Larry, mm-hmm. but I knew he was gonna like it. Yeah, knew he was gonna like it. Uh, while we're talking quarterbacks. Yeah, let's let's merge the next two. You want to do that? Mm, no, okay. I don't because right. I like I like the other one on its own. I, no, I would like to talk about this mid-show production meeting. Do yeah, right. Uh, do <laughs> that's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, do the Browns need another quarterback? And you know this is my favorite topic, Andrew. You know this is my yeah. favorite topic. You yeah. know it's my very favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. We're already on our backup. And now we're going to talk about, do we need more backups or better mm-hmm. backups for our backups backups right. uh, with the room right now, knowing yeah. that, knowing that no matter what happens Deshaun Watson's out six games, because, mm-hmm. because I, I do like, it's become very clear with this suspension thing that even if they like win or they go to court or whatever, they're not going to argue to remove all suspensions. They're going to argue that Sue Robinson's suspension is the one that should be gone with, which means he'd be out for six weeks. Yeah. So knowing for the first six weeks, your quarterback room looks like Jacoby Brissett. Uh, and you've got um, the Joshes, Josh Rosen. And he, yeah, you got the Joshes. Yeah. The Joshesisms is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we, do they need to find another quarterback? Do, do they need to find a uh, two part question, Andrew? Okay. Do they first part, do they need to find another quarterback to play for Jacoby Brissett? It let's assume, let's assume Deshaun Watson's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Let's make that assumption because I think the answers are very different. If if, if Deshaun Watson's only out for six weeks, yeah, then I think the answers are very different. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But if he's out for the year, do you need a quarterback to replace Jacoby Brissett? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, I think they signed him with the idea that he was going to play for them this year. Uh, you know, whether it's a little bit or a lot, and I think just based on the way that they have talked about, you know believing in their quarterbacks is important. I think to, to Stefanski, I think he's made that kind of a point of that over the years that he thinks that the, the idea that there's a guy in the room that everybody is like, has identified. Uh, I think the only exception to that would be if Jimmy Garoppolo becomes freely available um, in time to help. I could see them investigate that. Uh, so that, I, cause he's, as far as I can tell, he's the only quarterback that could challenge Brissett to start this year. Uh, because he's the only quarterback that you could argue is an upgrade. Um, otherwise, it's looking for a backup that you're more comfortable with than Josh Dobbs. If you're talking about like a 10-game stretch, are you are you really comfortable, you know, going to Josh Dobbs uh, if if Brissett's injured in the second quarter of a game, for example? I, I don't know that you are, and so I think then, you know, whether it's a trade or finding somebody else who's a free agent, I, I could see entertaining something for a better backup. But I also, you know, I I think it's they brought in all of these guys, you know, the first three guys, Watson, Brissett, and Dobbs, you know, within the same time frame at the, yes. at the, you know, when they made that move. And so it's clear that they were very intentional about that. So I wouldn't be surprised if the team went into the season with uh, Brissett and Dobbs on the active roster and Josh Rosen or somebody else that gets cut on, on the practice squad. I do want to hit some of these comments. KB216513 says, if Jake, I don't, do we call him Jake? Is it Jake Brissett? Can we call him Jake? Let's call him Jake. Like we're buddies. If Jake can hit the layups that Bake missed, Jake and Bake. A little bit of Jake and a little bit of Bake. Uh, If Jacoby Brissett can hit the layups that Baker missed, we can still win games with this roster. And I got to tell you, man, full on agree with that. Full on agree with that. I think we've, we've talked, we've talked ad nauseum now that this team is built to win even if you don't, if, if you have just competent quarterback play, this team is built to win. And this is why I will tell you, maybe Brissett is okay in there, in that, in that regard. 
Mm-hmm. But this is why I will tell you, some people are running away from, from Jimmy Garoppolo in the conversation. And I'm not sitting there saying, oh, my God, the Browns are going to be amazing if they have Jimmy Garoppolo. But I will tell you, one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo has shown in, in his starting career when healthy, he doesn't lose a lot of games for you. He, he makes smart reads, doesn't make a lot of big plays. Yep. He's not exciting by any stretch. Actually, our boy Corey for the OBR will tell you how not exciting he is. Yeah, Not he at is. all exciting. However, <laughs> however, this is a dude that's made two deep playoff runs. Yeah. In that mold, because he yep. doesn't lose games either. That's right. And I, and I think the Browns are a roster that can win a lot of games with a quarterback that just doesn't lose games. Agreed. So I think I, I think they approach it. Uh, any 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 thought on the backups? Because I do think people have valid concerns about Dobbs and Rose and his backups. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I think it's again, it's that it's that commentary of uh, if you're on your third string QB, which they would be. Uh, your season is already a little bit, you know, screwed. So, you know, how, how much do they try and uh, improve there? They don't want to give up a ton of trade assets. They don't want to lose a much more salary cap space, which I've seen some folks in the comments alluding to. So I, I think they're in a little bit of a tough position. If somebody surprising became available, you know, say the, you know, Gardner Minshew asked uh, the Eagles to cut him, something like that, then, then that makes sense, right? But I think it's a question of not giving up too much and still getting the player. There's a loud beeping going on in my house. Oh, right sure. Now. You got a fire or what? Uh, I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, real quick comment. Uh, Browns underscore SG wants to know five running backs and three tight ends for the 53 is possible. Are they going to run the wing T this year? <laughs> it just depends on how you label Felton, if you label him a running back or a, a tight end. But if they keep Hunt, the five running backs is, is probably more likely than not. So. Sorry, I had to figure out what that what that sound no, was. That's fine. I can feel it. There's no no chance. No chance could I go on without that. All right, we're back though. We're good. The sound is off. The beeping is gone, and we are on to our next topic. And I love this topic. I love this topic when they have a quarterback you are content with. Yeah. And you're happy with. And I love this yep. topic now when we don't know what's going on with the quarterback. <laughs> I think I think one of my pet peeves when I'm watching Browns games. And I'm on Twitter and I'm on the socials and I'm just watching Browns fans talk. Mm. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. As if that's just what you can do. You can just, you don't have to have balance. Just run the ball. Just go and run. Yep. That all being said, what do you think a good, what do you think, what do you think the right amount of running the ball is for this football team? Knowing that that should be the strength of the team. Yeah. I mean, I I think last year (laughs) down the stretch is probably... You know, I mean, th- there was clearly a point last year once Baker was hurt, hurt after that Arizona second injury um, where, you know, Stefanski, I think it was around that that first Steelers game where they, they couldn't score points. You know, he kind of changed his offense a little bit and, and realized that he just couldn't trust the quarterback to do much of anything. Uh, and so it was it was a lot of running. And at that point, uh, it's still always game plan specific because there are some teams, you know, like the Ravens, for example, that just will not let you run the ball uh, and you have to throw to beat them. Um, uh, same for the Steelers. Uh, so, but I think, yeah, uh, uh, yes, exactly. And that's exactly right, Ty Sox, is that you, you get into the situation and it'll be the same with Brissett this year. They're going to load the box and the Browns likely will try and run the ball on them anyway. And they've been successful with that. I don't think that there's a better back in the league statistically uh, against loaded boxes that's than Nick right. Chubb. That's that's kind of what he does, is he makes the extra guy in the box miss. So, uh, yeah, I think they should uh, run it a fair amount, the same, you know, roughly as what they were last year. I mean, I, I think we've kind of been saying this for a little bit now, right? Like the the Jacoby Brissett as starting quarterback, you're going to run back your 2021 game plan, what it kind of became as the season went on and Baker continued to play hurt. That's the that's the blueprint for a successful 21 2021, I'm sorry, 2022 Jacoby Brissett season. So, um, yeah, it's going to involve a lot of running the ball. And that's why I think they've got, you know, they've got four, uh, five, if you include Felton, running backs that can touch the ball so they can go deep uh, and keep everybody fresh. Yeah, it's, it's, I know the thing that happened was Bill Belichick had that game where they, all they did was run the ball. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be third and seven, and they'd run the ball. I mean, that's that's what they did. The weather was awful, and they won the game, and they won. And all of us here, in Cle- everybody, everybody on Cleveland Twitter was like, "See, yep, why are you even throwing the ball? Just yeah, 
if Bill Belichick right. did that, I'm, I'm telling you, in a 17 yeah. game season, if Bill Belichick did that 17 mm. times, they would yeah. be one and 16. Yeah, <laughs> they would be well, one and 16. I mean, the the Browns play the Bills this year, and the Bills have been pretty much lousy at stopping the run. So it will be interesting to see that game in it's in November in Buffalo. We could get a chance to have our version of that this year, and uh, you know, Browns fans would be ecstatic. I mean. There's a lot of Browns fans, you know, especially some of the louder ones on Twitter that want every game to be the uh, 9-6 Buffalo Snow game from back in whatever that was, 06 or 07. You know, that's to, to them, that's their idea of, like, peak football. And I understand it. You know, if you grow up with Woody Hayes and stuff, it's like that's what football, like, that's what looks the best. I totally get it. But uh, the modern NFL, you you cannot win the ball running, uh, cannot win the game running the ball 40 times. But you can increase gonna... your chances for success using our running backs more than they do. I'm going to get to a comment that just happened here in a second, but I, I also want to say this teams that load the box mm-hmm. against Baker last year with the injury or his mental space or whatever yeah. was going on. Yeah. From a coaching perspective, it is easy to scheme around that. Yes. If a team's just going to load the box, cool. We'll just scheme around it. The problem was Baker was panicking. Mm-hmm. You could talk about the the injury all you want. Maybe the injury was causing him mentally to just kind of panic. But he yeah. was panicking, and he wasn't yeah. throwing the ball to wide-open right. guys. Yes. And we're not talking about bombs down the field wide open. We're talking about five yards in front of his face mm-hmm. that he just didn't see. Correct. I, But they were there, and Jake Burns did a phenomenal job here on the OBR yep. of yep. consistently breaking down the film and saying, well, if Baker would just throw here, if Baker would just throw here. Mm-hmm. So I think with – somebody who maybe isn't in that headspace, like Jacoby Brissett, if you're a defense and you want to come load the box because you see Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and and Dearness Johnson and all that, fine. Yep. We're going to go ahead and put it in the hands of our quarterback. And when you load the box, you're making his life easier and he's confident enough to make the plays. I think you will see that. I do want to get to this comment from E. Gillen. Uh, The OL, the offensive line needs to be stellar for us to run successfully. I I don't think... I don't think that's a major concern, right? Like that should be what well, it is, right? New center, new center, and uh, you know, health issues. New right tackle. Yeah, no, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's reason to be confident about the offensive line. We've, I think, we talked about this on the the show with Jake a few weeks ago. There's reason to be confident with the offensive line. There's also reasons to not assume that they will be a top five unit, especially right out of the gate. Gotcha. All right, few more topics. Uh, we are. Um, I want to know, we're going to combine the next two things. I like, Fine. I like that. Great. We do production meetings. Uh, Great. Where's my, where's my m- removal? There we go. Um, <laughs> so we got Jacksonville coming Friday. Yeah. So two questions. Uh, first of all, Andrew, for you, and then, yes. and I'll get into it too. What's yeah. the position group you are most interested in watching in preseason game number one, Friday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, I think, uh, I'll say two, and I hope I steal yours just to make your life harder. Uh, Wide receiver, I think, is what most people would say um, because, you know, there's been a lot of injuries at that position. Uh, and then there's also, you know, there's a young player in David Bell who's a rookie. Anthony Schwartz is unproven. So I think there's a lot there. My answer is actually defensive line. Oh, you suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you suck real bad. Yeah. Uh, because Garrett's not going to play. Clowney's not going to play. So, and we have a lot of unanswered <laughs> questions behind them, uh, depth wise. And. The defensive tackle room is probably, you know, I think almost definitely the weakest room on the team. So there's just, there's so much up for grabs there. And I just want to see, I want to, I want, I want to get excited about one of those guys. I want to leave the the game on Friday night going, oh my gosh, Chris Odom, you know, we just got him and he's, he's that guy. And so now when Miles Garrett is winded, we don't have to go to Joe Jackson and, you know, not to be rude to him, but you know, a bunch of guys that that are sort of fringe roster guys. We've got a legitimate third option. So that's what I'm really excited to see is the defensive line rotate in and out. What about you, Mike? What position are you Yeah, Yeah, oh, no, put me on the spot. I really want to watch our kicker. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch Cade York. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I actually do want to see Cade York, and I hope 100%. he does get a chance to get out there and start kicking. But, yeah, come on, uh, Cade York. I, you know, it's I, – I, wide receiver is wide receiver. I think some guys are going to have to break out. Yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to have to not be the worst route runner to, <laughs> to break out this year. He's going to yeah. have to get better at running routes. Agreed. David Bell's really important, I think, to this mm-hmm. wide receiver room. Anthony Schwartz is important. Yep. The defensive yeah, guys line. guys need to play. Yeah. I, I, I am excited to watch a kicker and, and a new punter. 
in Bajorquez. Uh, yep. We got that going too. Uh, so I'm excited. I am excited for special teams. I'm excited for guys like – I'm excited to see what they have planned for guys like Demetrius Felton. Yep. Because I think – I know a lot of people disagree because he is versatile, but I don't think he made that great of an impact yep. to where you can just say that dude is making the team. Yep. Uh, but I'm also – it's it's defensive line. It's I said this on our what we missed episode on Friday for Garage Beers. Uh, I'm very interested in watching Chase Winovich and seeing if he looks like he can make impacts on the game. Totally, because he is a fan favorite, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He let the t- fans pick his number. He's yep. number sixty nine. Everybody thinks that's hilarious. He's kind of a goofy dude. I will tell you that I went to training camp last year and I was wondering how he was even out there with most of those guys. And we're talking about guys that nobody's really even talking about. Yeah, but I was watching Chase Winovich going. Is this guy going to make this team? Yep. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if he can go in during these preseason uh, uh, games and and live ball situations and show a little more burst than than what I saw because what I saw was small and slow and and I was like, oh no. Yep. And and maybe it's because he's standing there next to and Clowney and Miles Garrett and all that, and everybody looks small. Yeah. Uh, Perry on Winfrey. Man, Perry on Winfrey looks like he's eight feet tall when yeah. you go out there. He's Good. enormous. We could use that. Oh, but I'm 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 interested to specifically watch Chase Winovich. Um, yeah. Uh, there's the beeping again. Yeah. How much will starters play? Yeah, I I don't have a sense for that. Um, I I there's some guys you're just nev- definitely not going to see. Obviously, Ward is still you know got a foot. Uh, that he's coming back from uh, Chubb won't play Garrett won't play Clowney won't play. So any of the stars aren't going to play, but as far as the first team, I wouldn't be surprised to see Watson get some time be- behind the first team offensive line. Uh, just, just because I think, you know, it might be one of his only chances if he's going to be suspended indefinitely. Um, but you know, the, the thing that I, 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 I'm interested is also, you know, Jacksonville was one of the worst teams in the league last year. You know, they drafted first overall, the Browns, we think, have a very strong roster. I'm interested to see how much our, like, how well our second team plays against their second team. Our second team should be much stronger. You know, the Browns should be much stronger all the way across the board. So, so I would expect the starters, uh, you know, any first teamers would play a series or two at most. But I, I think then it will be interesting throughout the first and second quarters to see how much we sort of can move the ball and and dominate because we should. We really should dominate this game. Let's. Let's real quick say that Deshaun Watson's suspension news has not come down yet yep. mm-hmm. uh, by Friday because there's a chance. Uh, shout out to Terry underscore Emojer for mm-hmm. following the OBR. Uh, let's say that news hasn't come down yet. That news hasn't broken. Uh, do you expect to see Deshaun Watson out there on the field on Friday? I do. I think I think, uh, I think he really wants to play because he hasn't in so long. And I think that uh, I, I think that it would be a worthwhile gamble. But they also have those joint practices coming up with Philadelphia uh, next week. And, you know, that would be another opportunity for him to get some some live work. But he's also protected. So I could see it go either way. I would lean towards he would play a series uh, this this Friday. Sorry, the beeping is back. And now my wife and son are down here just hunting for beeping. We're just okay. hunting for beeping. But okay. uh, good news, uh, as there are massive thunderstorms coming through right now, it's not the sump pump. So that's all that matters. That's uh, uh, okay, on to the next topic. And we we do want to get to a couple things that are outside of the Browns. Yep. Uh, we want to start with, with, I think, what everybody would call the best quarterback in the AFC North, and he's only been around for a little bit of time. But Joe Burrow, man, uh, yeah. uh, he's been out for a couple weeks. He's been out yeah. for a couple weeks. He had the appendicitis. Uh, I think that's, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, it's a pretty routine thing. It's something that's fairly common. It gets yeah. fixed. However, it's not a small thing. It's not like it's 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 not a problem. Right. Uh, so he's been out for for two weeks with the appendicitis. Uh, is that something that you could see lingering at all, or is, is this going to be something they they probably hold him back for a while until he's a hundred percent, and then he's good to go? I mean, it, it makes sense that they would hold him back for a while uh, because uh, you know he, he probably doesn't need all of the reps because he's he's obviously a very cerebral quarterback and and uh, you know uh, is, is well versed in what they're trying to do offensively. But I do think it's interesting. Um, I just, I remember when Austin Hooper had his appendix out, uh, I want to say it was this past season, but it could have been two years ago. And I feel like he was back a week later, um, you know, and plays tight end versus quarterback. So I I know it's a training camp. It's not apples to apples, but 
you know, there's just there's no guarantee with any of this this sort of stuff that it that it goes, you know, uh, super smoothly. Obviously, I hope he's fine. I'm not rooting against him or anything like that. But I just I saw the headline today that he was, uh, you know, on his way back, and I just said, boy, it's been a while since that was announced that he was having that out. It seems a little longer. So I'm just I'm I'm I would just say that I'm watching it because there's you know uh, th- those sorts of things where you're dealing with an infection internally. Uh, you know, they can, they can linger and, and it can weaken you in a way that, that, you know, might stick with him for a while. And I, just, I mostly I'm just concerned for his, you know, his well-being because that's, that's not, it's not a fun thing to deal with. So I, I, but I was also just surprised that it's taken him this long to come back. Sorry, we're, we're just, it's a war zone over here. It's a okay. war zone. All right. I think okay. it's actually, well, I'll, 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 I'll keep talking because no, I'll just segment. Good. We're good. Seg- we're good. Okay. I'm Go here. Ahead. We just got beeping. We're good. Yeah. yeah listen. A lot of it. It's one of those lingering things, yeah. Right, but yep. what can what can you do? I mean, I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I, my mother-in-law bounced back from an, an appendix thing in like three weeks. Mm. She was good to go. So yeah. I can't imagine that this is an issue uh, for the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of just a you know, uh, like I said, keeping an eye on it. Just curious, but it it, it does just kind of lead into a larger discussion for me about the AFC North. I mean, I think. You know that there's a there's an expectation with Bengals fans at least that because they were in the Super Bowl last year and they've improved their offensive line and they didn't really lose too much on the defensive side of things that they can just kind of assume that level of competence again. Uh, but I you know I think uh, unbiased fans would say that they got hot at the right time and and you know if Ryan Tannehill doesn't have maybe one of his worst games as a professional uh, they they probably don't make it past Tennessee in the divisional round. So um, you know I th- I think. It's it's interesting to me uh, to to think about where the Bengals might end up. I I said earlier today in our Slack that you know I think that it's on the table at least that the Steelers could have a really bad year because the offensive line is is truly bad and they don't have the quarterback that you know is basically back there playing uh, hot potato. You know, so anybody is going to hold the ball longer than Big Ben and they don't have an offensive line that can block. So I think there's a potential there, and then. You know, and then in Baltimore, the questions all just revolve around what does the offense look like with uh, not really a proven wide receiver threat. You know, you've got Mark Andrews and not a lot else. Uh, and and then Lamar, who really struggled down the stretch last year before getting hurt. You know, what does that offense look like this year? You know, the Ravens defense is going to be at least decent, if not formidable. So, you know, I think there's questions with all four teams. Obviously, the Browns are not immune from this. We've We've discussed ad nauseum what their questions are. But it's interesting to me because I, 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 you could make a case for me right now that any one of these teams could finish, uh, uh, well, I should say of the Bengals and the Ravens and the Browns, it could be one to three in any order. Yeah, and, and so that's kind of our last thing. And so we'll just kind of roll it in to the, yeah. the last topic. And you got to start, and, and thank you, Andrew. And I'm yeah, sorry, no everybody, for all the craziness. The beeping has currently stopped. We'll figure out what else is going to happen. Uh, but uh, uh, the last thing we were going to talk about was just some NF- or AFC North expectations. Yeah. And so I think it's fair to start. And, and, and so let's, let's break it into a couple things with each team. This is our last topic. Yep. Uh, but, you know, we've been on the Bengals. We've been on Joe Burrow. I, I think it's a little crazy to think, uh, as Lamar Jackson comes up, but that's yeah. AFC North. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's a little crazy to think that their offense is going to have a big step back. I can't mm-hmm. imagine why it would. Their, their offensive line got better, definitely got better. And that was their yeah. weakest point was their offensive line. So Burrow's definitely going to have more time. Joe Mixon should have a little bit better time to run. I think Joe Mixon is a solid kind of second-tier running back uh, in the NFL in general. Um, uh, Your wide receivers, I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they're good. They're really good. Uh, And so overall, I really, really think the Cincinnati Bengals offensively are going to be really great. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm sold on anything about them defensively. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think then you also have to take into account the head coach, which I, I don't think, you know, even through the Super Bowl did not really answer a lot of the questions that we have about him and his decision making. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not here to say anything negative about Joe Burrow. And, and I want to shout out uh, Scott Simmons in the, in the chat uh, mentioned that Burrow, uh, they said Burrow would be out three weeks when it first happened. So that's good. That's a good reality check that I had missed. So that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm making, something out of nothing. And I don't mean to do that. I'm not trying to be sensationalistic or anything like that. I, I was truly just curious, uh, but, but he's answered it. So I appreciate that. We're, we're learning here together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I agree with you, Mike, that the, there's no guarantee that the defense can, 
can repeat. And I, I, I think to a certain extent, you know, you should also just keep in mind that there were some teams last year that did give the Bengals offense a lot of trouble. Uh, and the Browns were one of them. I know that yeah, the, the sure. end of the season game doesn't count because it was backups, but, but the, the Browns shut that offense down uh, in the middle of the season. And, and that was when they were clicking. That was not, it wasn't as if they came into that struggling, they were clicking and, and the, and the Browns shut them down and some other teams did that to them too. So I don't think, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be bad offensively. I'm certainly not saying that. I think they're probably still a top 10 offense, but, but some of what they did last year was, was a surprise. And sometimes in the NFL, you will see, you know, when a player breaks out like that, the next season, they do tend to come back down to earth because now everybody that they play is going to have Jamar Chase circled and starred and underlined and bold well, and, because and they you, know who he is now. And you're nailing it. It is. You're nailing it. It is. You know, it's not something you can quantify. It's not something you can, you can talk about with, with numbers and all that. But the fact of the matter is uh, it's a young, young, young football team on the offensive yep. side. Mm -hmm. And they just went to the Super Bowl and they're probably going to have a little bit of swagger about that. Right. And you wonder if they're, they're not going to be a little bit overconfident, have a Absolutely. little bit too much of that juice coming back into this season. Absolutely. I don't know if that will happen, but I think the Bengals are an imperfect football team. And yes. so we'll see about them. You That's got the guy on the screen. It. I think that I think if you have money that if you're a betting type and we don't say you should or should not be a betting type, but if you are a betting type, the money that you should put on the team to probably be the most improved team in the NFL is the guy you see on the screen right here, the quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, no team, including the Browns, dealt with more injuries mm -hmm. than the Baltimore Ravens did last year. Yeah, And I think some people just have that recency bias in their heads of thinking the Ravens just are down. They're not as yep. good as we thought they were. The yep. fact of the matter is, I think the Ravens are every bit as good as we think they are. Uh, and and I, I think they're going to have a massive bounce back. I think... I think the biggest threat to the top of the AFC North, assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't play for the Browns, yeah. is the Baltimore Ravens. I know they've got question marks, especially wide receiver. I think they've got big question marks at wide receiver. Yeah. But I think, I think their defense is really good. I do like Lamar Jackson, and that running game is – it's tough to contain. It's tough to contain them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, it's interesting, Mike. I, I may – this might be the time in the, in the preseason where you – You've, football's been away for so long that you start to overthink things. I, it might be the case for me, but thinking about the Ravens recently, I also had the thought, like, I, I agree with you that the, the the sort of savvy consensus take is they had such bad injury luck last year. That's certain not to repeat to the same extent this year. That's just not how injuries work. So you would expect them to regress and be better or, you know, regress in sense of injury luck and be better. Um, but it also occurred to me that their, their injury luck was so severe is it possible that there, the injury situation almost masks, in a way, some of the problems that the team had? Because, you know, the, the game that I can't get out of my head is that Thursday nighter against Miami, where they uh, cover zero blitzed Lamar every time they were in shotgun, and he didn't have an answer for it. And yeah. the quarterback is the same. Uh, the wide receiver talent is worse than it was last year. And the offensive coordinator is the same, and and the offensive line is 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 arguably worse than it was last year. So, you know, I I, I agree with you 100. percent They're not going to be as hurt as they were last year. But I wonder if we we sort of automatically say, well, they were they were injured last year, and that's that's that was their problem. I don't know that it's as simple as that. I think they have a few problems. I think they've got a real uh, changing of the guard defensively in terms of who gets pressure on the quarterback. I love Adafi Owe. I think he's a great player. But I don't know, you know, how much depth they have at, in that part of the team, and and so I think we, we I, I don't want to go too far the other way, right? Where it's like, okay, well they're not going to be hurt this year, so give them 12, 13 wins, right? I I think some of the issues that they had last year could show up again this year. I think that's fair. All right, two quick questions, and then we're getting out of here for the night. Uh, question one: We didn't talk about the Steelers. Uh, yep. When? How long will it take before you believe? Let's say the Steelers really are having a down year. How long yep. will it take for you to believe that? Oh man, well, how long will it two, take for that to sink in? Two was it two years ago that they started like eight and zero or nine and zero, and I still didn't believe they were any good. <laughs> so, That's so fair. the the reverse of that this year would be they'll be zero and nine. I'll be like, I don't know. I think Tomlin can still pull this one out. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, I I think you know they have a tough early schedule, and I could see. I could see them starting if they started, you know, one and four, for example, I think it would be pretty obvious that things are going to get real rough because then, yeah. then the, the the quarterback carousel starts spinning, you know, 
And and once that starts, you, you, I mean, we Browns know. fans we know, know better than anybody. We know. It doesn't ever end in a happy place. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say six games in, it's usually where you try and get before you like draw conclusions. It's like six yeah. games. But, man, if they, if they for example, started – I don't remember off the top of my head their first three games, but I know they're tough. If they started 0-3, it would be hard not to start to lick your chops a little bit. That's fair. Uh, last question. Uh, let's just simply real quick. If you if you were the betting man and you had to put money and you had to rank where you see the top the 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 AFC North finishing. Yeah. yeah. We are done with week 18. We're heading into the playoffs. Yeah. One, two, three, four. What's your what's your order as it stands that's, right now? That's a great question. Assuming um, assume the Browns do not have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we're 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 going Jacoby Brissett for the full season. I think then you have to put the so I think we agree Steelers four. I think the Browns without Watson for a full season, you just have to put them three. I just think, I mean, I, I like Jacoby Brissett. He's obviously a, a really good person. And, you know, I think he will be a, an okay quarterback. But when you have a limited quarterback, as we remember from last year, it, you know, defenses know how to attack that. And it just, it's hard over the course of a season. I, I could see the Browns getting to eight, nine, nine, and eight again. But I, I don't think in this division that's enough to get into no. the top two spots. I, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to cheat and say that they're going to tie or anything like that. But I, I see, the Ravens and the Bengals as sort of indistinguishable uh, at this point in terms of quality. And so uh, it, then it ends up coming down to injuries. So I think you could, you could take your pick, but for the purposes of this exercise, I'll say Ravens two, Bengals one. I, I think I would do the same thing, but I'll flop on that one. I, I'll, I'll do yeah. it, it. You know, I do think, I think the Steelers are in for an awakening. I yep. will not believe that that happens until it happens, but I think Absolutely. it could happen. Yep. With Brissett, I think the Browns are three. I think I will flip-flop, though. I think Cincinnati's going to come back a little bit. I think Baltimore's mm. going to adjust a little bit, and I think they'll be better. I like their coach as well. Uh, and uh, I would say Baltimore one, Cincinnati two, Cleveland three, uh, Pittsburgh four. And I think that would be a bummer, uh, but we don't have our starting quarterback. And then it's all optimism from there, so we'll see right. what happens. Anyways, think, just, oh, just, out of your, just just very briefly, do, do what do you what, – Percentage just off the top of your head, what percentage chance would you give for the Steelers making the playoffs this year? Like 10, 20 percent? It's so hard because I don't, I, you know, you don't count them out. And, and, and right. I, exactly, we're all sitting here laughing about Kenny Pickett's small hands, and he's right. for some reason he's going to come out and be the rookie of the year. Well, that's what and I'm it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, no, but yeah, uh, they made the playoffs last year. Exactly, they made the playoffs last year and they, they weren't yeah. even good. They, they haven't had a functioning offense in like three years. Yeah. And they, they just keep uh, but doing But you still it. have Najee Harris. You still have some. Deontay is great. I really like him. I really like Fryermuth at tight end. So they've got weapons. I don't know if they have anybody to throw to those weapons. But yep. I, yeah, I would still say like 20%. Yeah. Yep. Like it's it like between say. 10 and 20, right? Like it's if, just hard to believe it's anywhere lower, lower than that. They'll be the team that nobody talks about. Nobody oh, says yeah. a dang word about the Steelers right. all year because they're going to be like middling if if they are yeah. good enough to make the playoffs, which I don't right. think they will be. But yeah. if they are, they're going to be middling all year, and then they'll go on like a three-game win streak that like gets them into the playoffs. Right. That's how that will go. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they would do any make any noise in the playoffs. But right. Oh no, uh, for sure. Ty, Ty Sox came through in the comments. The Steelers' first six: Cincinnati, New England, the Browns, uh, the Jets, the Bills, and the Buccaneers. I mean, they've got a really good chance of starting two and four. One. Yeah, one and five. Yeah, and potentially one and five is on the table if yeah. that if that Patriots team shows up. So, but we Yikes. know better. I we all have Absolutely. we all have the scarring of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We Absolutely. know better, yep. and and we know you don't count that. To, we've done it a million times. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be he it was he's been on the end of his career for a hundred years. <laughs> it's it's the same thing that's going on with Tom Brady, <laughs> and yet they made the playoffs last year. So that's right. I you know as a Browns fan, I want to be like a hundred percent. They suck. Yep. I yep. can't say that. I, I did that last it. year, and look it. what happened. Yeah, I, I can't say. It. Uh, yep. All right, we have gone a little over an hour, uh, so we're going to call it. Uh, this Monday show has been a blast. The comment section was just a party again. Love you guys, everybody in the comments that was talking to each other, having a good time on both Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys uh, for everything. Everybody that has subscribed, that has gifted subs, we love all that. Make sure if you haven't subscribed on either YouTube or Twitch. Make sure you hit that subscribe button before you end this video. Um, and otherwise, uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, including uh, my show tomorrow night, Garage Beers Podcast, 9 p.m. I know you got to stay up a little late for that one, but we're going to have a really, really fun show tomorrow night, Garage Beers Podcast, 9 p.m. 
And then we've got you going for the rest of the week as well. So how much beeping will be in your show tomorrow night? Zero beeping. The oh, beep wow. Will be, the beep will be, listen, the beep's already figured out. Okay, great. The beep's already thought, figured I, out, no. I think. I'm going to go check it out now. I don't know. No, well, maybe people, hey, listen, people, if you like the beep, uh, tweet at me, <laughs> hashtag the beep, and I'll make sure that's part of the show tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, listen, that's going to do it, Andrew. <coughs> excuse me, Andrew, it's been a blast. Yep. Uh, go follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew Spade. Make sure you are subscribed and following the OBR and get over to the website and subscribe as well uh, as we've got you covered four to five nights a week and more. Wait till you see what we've got going on for the season. Uh, I won't spoil it. It's not my thing to spoil, but there's going to be, let's just say Sundays for the most part are going to be really, really fun with the OBR. You're not going to want to miss Sundays with the OBR. we got a lot of stuff going on. The best in the business. You do not want to miss it. So thanks to everybody for joining us. For Andrew, again, go follow him at Andrew Spade. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers Mike, and this has been the OBR Offseason Monday. Uh, it's preseason, so have fun Friday. Go Browns. Cheers, everybody. Go Browns. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.